Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Input 2, the show where we talk about films, film things, the film industry, and sometimes we talk about streaming and internet content. Uh, with me today, I have two very lovely guests. Why don't we introduce ourselves? Hello, I am professional Netflix shill, Catherine Simone. Mm. And I am Shweta Sundarajan. Excellent. So, thank you for both, both for coming on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be talking about, as you've uh, said, Netflix and streaming services. Although, there's also one specific movie we're going to be talking about a little later that inspired me to go into talking about the subject. Because... When you see something that is so questionable and confusing show up on like Netflix, you have to wonder, why? How did it get here? Who in the in the suits, one of the suits had to have approved this, right? Who did? So that's why I wanted to find out. So let's just start talking about just some streaming services just generally. Uh, streaming services, as we know, are really big. They're getting even bigger going into the next decade and are likely going to be the biggest content platforms with the widest audiences. Uh, I have some numbers here. Uh, Amazon Prime has over 100 million subscribers. Netflix was last reported to have 151 million subscribers. Mm. Hulu has 26 million. (laughs) No one likes Hulu. (laughs) Uh, According to a report from Variety's Yanko Rotgers. What? (laughs) Look, we pronounce (laughs) names properly here on Input 2, except we don't. Uh, Disney Disney is projected that... They will have more than 130 million subscribers for Disney Plus by 2024. Not like instantly, although wouldn't surprise me, really. Uh, Even smaller platforms like Crunchyroll that only show anime garbage uh, (laughs) have 2 million subscribers. And, you know, more and more many TV shows are finding their way on the streaming services rather than traditional cable and, you know, appointment television. That's pretty much dying, I think, hopefully. So... (laughs) How do both of you feel about streaming, major streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, whatever, uh, specifically Netflix, though, if you want to talk about it? Well, I use my mom and dad's Netflix account because Who I doesn't? am poor. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think it's a pretty decent service. They have some good stuff on there, you know? I uh, like Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what about you, Shweta? I want to give a shout-out to my cousins for giving me their passwords to all of their streaming services. So, (laughs) (laughs) shout-out to you guys. Um, But, yeah, like, Netflix is pretty good, except for a select choice of movies and TV shows. But, like, we'll get into that. Yeah, 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 content content creation is hard, especially for these services, because, you know, got got to keep using them, right? Uh, Speaking of which... Do you think having so much con- content gated exclusively is a bad thing? Because there are a lot of shows that are only exclusive on services, like Star Trek Discovery is only CBS All Access, and is also one of the reasons people actually use that service, because, wow, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I had All Access for a little <laughs> bit, and it was a mistake, yeah. but I was able to watch A God Friended Me. <laughs> the best show. Oh, and I'm going to talk. I get... Th- we're going to get to watch that again for a project in one of my classes. Oh, so dear. I'm real Wonderful. excited about that. Uh, so what do you think about that? Con- content gating, exclusivity. I mean, personally, I think it's a bit of a problem because, like, the whole appeal of streaming services in the first place is because it's affordable. Like, for cable, it's, like, $100, $200 around that gate, whereas, like, for a Netflix or Hulu subscription, it's, like, 8 or 9 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And, like, having, like, so many streaming services kind of, kind of defeats the purpose of that. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because... You know, Dish and DirecTV, they all compete with, like, ah, oh, we have these channels. We have these channels. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they like, wave those around in their advertising. That's just what streaming kind of is now. What, what do you think, Shweta? I remember the good old days where I could just turn on the TV and get, like, any, like, any good TV show on my TV. But now I, like... If I want to watch Game of Thrones, I have to go to some, like, obscure website because I don't oh, have the money. A legal website. Yeah, A of very course. legal website. <laughs> yeah, of course. A you very... watch it on HBO Go. Of course I do. <laughs> um, on, yeah, but, like, you know, it's very in- inconvenient because, um, I don't know, just, like, you have to pay for anything. So I like having all my stuff kind of in one place. Yeah. So with all these streaming services is just like all over 
Yeah, it's it can be a bit of a mess yeah. to uh, keep track of, especially. Uh, all right. Well, other than that, like, what sort of content do you first do you personally consume from these streaming services? I know you mentioned like, is there any any shows that have got your got your goose right now? Oh my goose. Uh, you know, because they've got stuff like Stranger Things on Netflix, Ooh. The Boys on Amazon Prime. I hear is pretty good. I finished editing a review for Carnival Row that was oh. It was like a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, okay. Yeah. They thought it was fine. Uh, what? So what about you two? What have you been watching? Well, right now, I I really haven't gotten to watch much because, like, I am, I am a super busy woman. We are all really busy. I almost <laughs> yeah. swore there, but I didn't. Yeah. But, like, uh, the one... Yeah, I honestly, like, can't really... Like, the only streaming service, like, I'm using, like, right now is Crunchyroll, and that's only for, like, Demon Slayer... Oh yeah, because that's the only thing I'm like catching up with right now. Yeah, I had I had a Crunchyroll subscription for a little bit, uh, and then uh, I I just used it to watch like JoJo, and that's yeah, about it. That's valid. And it's like, what else am I gonna watch on here? I tried watching Goblin Slayer, and oof, wow, that is a bad that, show. Yeah, oof. awful. That's that's an anime. That's it should have been an animation A team because that is a mess. Yeah, we're not gonna talk. We're talking yeah. about movies oof. here. What, uh, Shweta? Big gigs. Um, I I don't know. I am also a busy woman, so I haven't really gotten the time to. I have a bunch of TV shows on my list, like The Boys, uh, Carnival Row, and uh, Black Mirror. But like, I know that's a bit older, but I just still have. Black gotten... Mirror is still good. It's timeless. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't gotten around to seeing it, but, like, I really want to watch those three. But, like, as you know, I don't have Amazon Prime access to watch Carnival Row (laughs) or uh, HBO to to finish watching Game of Thrones, you know? And you didn't miss anything. Don't worry. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, From what I've heard about Game of Thrones, it ended with a really great ending. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. 100% good. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, these... These shows, they have to, these streaming services, they have to create good content. They have to entice people to stay on their services. And, you know, they get the hard earned cash from people. They have to create these interesting IP, like The Boys, even though it's based on a comic series by Ga- some comic creator. I don't want to, uh, I, I could just look it up, but I don't care. Uh, the Boys <laughs> is based off of a comic, uh, and we're. I was going to say visual novel, but that's definitely not what it is. <laughs> yeah. Graphic novel? Uh, graphic novel. That's what I'm looking that's for. That's a word. Okay. And Stranger Things is like its own IP, even though it is just like a Spielberg knockoff. Uh, but that's fine. But we don't talk about it. But really is. The question for these content, for these streaming services, how can you create good content? I'll tell you how. You don't create Tall Girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How how do you create good content? How do you entice people? How do you get people on your service? What what do you what do you think? What's the key? What's the key to creating good content for these services? What would you do if you were a suit? Well, I don't know. I think I'd probably like enti- enforce like a little bit of quality control. Like Netflix has some good <laughs> like like in all seriousness. Like Netflix has some pretty good stuff, but like some of the stuff they put out can be pretty questionable. Like Bride, Sierra Burgess, Tall Girl, all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Oh my god! And then it's because like. If, like, anything sounds, like, even, like, kind of, like, sounds like it could be kind of problematic, just, like, don't go for it, you know? No. They gotta pump out everything. Oh, <laughs> All right. my God. All right, you're a shoot. You're, you're a suit, Shweta. Okay, what's I'm the, a suit. What's the goal? Yes. Um, okay, I am really frustrated with um, Netflix taking off or, like, not funding really good projects. Like, I was a fan of uh, Sense8, mm. and mm. they – I really want season three because I feel like that's a quality TV show. And Netflix just did not fund it because they were like, oh, not enough people watch it. Yeah, because that's that's because all the people are watching crappy shows. Like, Sierra Burgess is a loser well, and was a Tall movie. Girl oh, or these whatever. Are like, that's programs. Like, programs. Like, like all those chick flicks. And I, I'm so frustrated. So, I don't know. I would put more effort into, like, creating original TV shows rather than literally having a bot watch, like, 20 hours of chick flick tv shows and movies and just <laughs> writing some crap script you you, th- you say you're joking about them using a bot and an algorithm to create movies it literally looks like a bot wrote the script of tall girl that's because yeah. you're almost correct oh no <laughs> all right so what is interesting about netflix's approach to con- content creation and you know that it's like a shotgun blast it's all over the place in terms of what's good what's bad uh for the record 
I counted the list of films that we're releasing this year, uh, came to a total of around 85. <laughs> 85 original films in all different genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, some ideas have worked. Others have not. Uh, and what's I think it's more interesting is that it's rare for these films to have like a significant cultural reach, like even cracking on social media, people like talking about it. Uh, like the last major one I can think about that spread like wildfire was Bird Box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, it inspired the very good challenge of the bird box challenge <laughs> oh yes the very safe and good yes. challenge yes <laughs> and love our generation and it, it really is a question of like why is there content all over the place why does it seem like it's not sticking with people well one of the core tenets of netflix's content creation philosophy is that it is all data driven mm-hmm. uh, they record every little bit of data from users absorbing it all and using it to find trends within their specific user bases uh, Jeff Magnuson, manager of data platform architecture, gave a presentation on the brand's philosophies with, with data, as reported by Outside Insights, Thea Sokolowski. <laughs> I love that pronunciation. Sokolowski. <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad, but don't worry about it. Uh, here's, here's the three key points that he mentioned. Data should be accessible, easy to discover, and easy to read. Visual, visualizing data is key, and the longer you take to find data, the less valuable it is. So one of the ways Netflix uses this data is to inform pretty much all their decisions, and they tailor-make content according to the data, which is why they're willing to put a significant amount of money behind potentially risky projects. For example, Bright. <laughs> Uh, the Will Smith movie about racism and orcs. <laughs> oh. That's a film. <laughs> has a beautiful. Really, it has a really low Rotten Tomatoes score, but yeah. it did really well on Netflix. It, a ton of people watched it, and it made its money back. And it for it was a film that cost ninety million dollars to make, uh, which is pretty. It's not that much compared to like major blockbusters, but it's a pretty sizable amount for a I streaming like service. Most people watched Bright just because they saw Will Smith and an orc standing right next to each other. <laughs> like, I I was very intrigued. That's valid. Yeah, it's intriguing. And they know that it, that kind of image is intriguing because like, they have Genie? the data for it. Uh, and their goal with the with these program with this programming is to reach new viewers every time, and they will have different images and different clips that they use of different shows that fit like a data set. Because presumably, how they divide up their users into like different categories that's a thing that's common with like data analysis. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they just tailor make literally everything on their service based on data. Oh. Uh, and they spend a significant amount on content creation, more than any of their competitors thus far, at least in 2017. I think Amazon is getting close in terms of how much money they're spending, because Jeff Bezos spent a ridiculous amount of money. And, you know, he's still the richest person ever alive. Yeah. Uh, he's almost achieved enough money to get an extra life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see that hard? The, did you see that hard drive article? Yeah, I have. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> I love the hard drive. But So now that... Now that I've proposed this, did either of you know about that? No, I did not know about okay. that, but it makes a lot of sense what? because, like, all of these projects so- seem so corporate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, absolutely, like, no soul or, like, creative drive went into these, and they it's clearly based on, like, some sort of, like, algorithm. It's literally an algorithm for the most part. Uh, yeah. Is that unsettling? Is that a little unsettling? It's yeah. a little unsettling, right? No? I okay. just... Uh, that's all I can say, man. Yeah, a bot is literally making these projects. Yes. And, well, you know, think about it. What are some of the benefits of this form of content creation? You know? Are what, there? Are there benefits? There I has to know. be something. I feel like Money? it's just... It's slowly souring with a lot of Netflix's audience. Yeah. You know? They, uh, I think there was... I also read a report when I was doing research about Netflix, like, dropping subscribers earlier this year, and they they regained them, but... They're gaining at a much slower rate than they used to be. And this yeah. is before Disney Plus comes in. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, like, as a streaming service, I really wish that uh, Netflix would kind of garner more original content and support a lot of original and emerging screenwriters. But clearly, they're not. And they're just making bots do all the work. So that's kind of depressing. Mm. Yeah. It's a uh, real tragic Real tragic to see, and we've discussed some of the drawbacks here. It's, it's kind of it's kind of scary, kind of a mess, and it creates a weird balance of content. But why do you think they stick with it? Is this the robot revolution? Yes, one hundred percent. 
where everyone's getting replaced by robots, even data analysis. Sorry, guys. <laughs> or gals. Sorry, dead. Or non-binary folk. Uh, why, why, why do they stick with it? Is it working? It has to be working, yeah, right? Otherwise... Yeah. I mean, it used to, I feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, with, yeah. like, the first three movies, I feel. But then yeah. after that... It's it's like it getting wor- it's like getting worse when they release more major movies. Yeah. But then again, a lot of these movies don't have a lot of promotion. Like, did you know that there was an Adam Sandler film that released fairly recently? Why? It's called Murder <laughs> Mystery. Why? Uh, it stars Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Wonderful. This is this, which is their, I'm pretty sure this is their second film together. Uh, They've starred in two films together. Yeah, there was another Jennifer Aniston Adam Sandler film. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I either could... I live under a rock or like it was the film that had um. That one swimsuit model in it, and like the the there is it was a big Super Bowl advertisement because they they sexualized the swimsuit model, and they're like, Ugh, uh, yeah, what so, else is new? <laughs> what else is new, right? Uh, and you know it, it kind of is kind of is a little unsettling to think Netflix is feeding onto every little bit of data that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And but their content lineup is still fairly weak, and with. Amazon, Apple, and Disney, they're cre- they have some pretty insane lineups. Like have you seen some of the lineups for Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. They it's got like they're making a new home alone, who cares? Uh <laughs> they've got they're rebooting Lizzie McGuire, right? Hey. I'm excited, probably. Uh <laughs> do you think Netflix is struggling to create long lasting intellectual property? I mean, like, from the look at like Considering there's been, like, so much backlash against stuff like Tall Girl recently, like, I think it's starting to backfire on them because people are, like, starting to realize, hey, this is kind of, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Why is this coming out? And, like, especially after, like, so many, like, recent, like, cancellations of shows, like, One Day at a Time, Tuca and Birdie, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tuca and Birdie getting canceled. That was crazy. You don't see a lot of Netflix shows go to, like, three seasons, usually. Yeah. Or beyond. Usually... It has to be stuff like that's very palatable to mass markets that gets beyond three se- that gets beyond two seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Amazon is like they're looking to fund like I know Carnival Row is a little it's not a super niche show but they're funding it for another season like before the first yeah. season even dropped they're like yeah you got another season yeah, yeah. I'm sure we believe in you. Why does Netflix not believe in their stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know if uh, Insatiable that whole like Batgirl go skinny? Oh no! I don't. Even, I didn't know about that. I remember that. Like that was that was I, that's, Netflix that's, original. It's familiar now that yeah. you say that. It was a uh, it was a next a Netflix original show. I think uh, this laptop and... really has DuckDuckGo. I just <laughs> why what 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 were you doing, <laughs> me from the past? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. I mean, like that. That's like one thing that popped in my head, and I feel like a lot of Netflix shows and not like more Netflix originals have been kind of garnering more controversy. Mm-hmm. Like Insatiable, for example, because there were a lot of people were like that. This is literally fat shaming. Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, um, Thirteen yeah. Reasons oh. Why has a ton of controversy around. And it. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. Like I don't. It, <sighs> I don't know. It's yeah. just, why is Netflix going in the wrong direction? Yeah, I, who knows? Yeah. Well, here's my theory. And I thought about this last night. Do you think that perhaps Netflix is creating low-budget, really low-cost content purely for the purposes of generating more data? Because they're so obsessed with it, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a cost even with the cheaper films, but do you think the benefits outweigh the risks? Is that a possibility why things that are so strange get made? Maybe. Hmm. It's, it's hmm. like... It can explain some of the weirder greenlit projects, yeah. like Sierra Burgess is a Loser, yeah, which yeah. I, I didn't watch. Yeah, basically just trying to romanticize catfishing oh, for that some was, reason. That was so awkward. Yeah. That was so weird. I, literally, that show, ex- that show, that movie exists because they saw how much people loved uh the Cat. the friend from Stranger Things. Yeah. I don't remember the character's name. Bev? I don't Beth? know. Like I've only, like I, it's been a while since I've watched Stranger Things. I who cares, right? <laughs> yeah. It it all just goes into the void. Speaking of the void, let's talk about our subject today. Ooh. We're getting into oh, one of the thing, the thing that inspired me to want to talk about Netflix and look into their data creation service, because their, their processes, because it's weird. It is strange how they go about making 
content. And then they create things like Tall Girl. <laughs> Tall Girl. Oh, it's, it's Lord. Tall Girl, which is directed by uh, Zinga Stewart, uh, a black woman. Okay. Tall Girl is directed by a black woman. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I was surprised to see that. Yeah. Uh, and the writer is Sam Wolfson. And according to IMDb, this is only this is his only writing credit. <laughs> <sighs> Although that could just be like a mistake because it is IMDb. Uh, you never really know. Uh, but it looked like his only writing credit when I checked. Maybe it'll get updated, but somehow I doubt it. And this doesn't surprise me if this is somebody's first script. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I submitted this in my screenwriting class, I'd get a B or lower. Uh, Definitely lower. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely lower. So... If you don't know what Tall Girl is, and the trailer circulated on social media for a little bit, the film depicts the struggles, the oppression of a white high school girl who is very tall. Yeah. Like, she's like six foot. She's six one and a half. She specifically says that in the narration, uh, (laughs) which is also in the movie, by the way, because that's what I wanted. I wanted narration. Yeah. Uh, And she's insecure because she is very tall. And she is bullied because she is very tall. <laughs> this absurd premise, however, is what, judging by the trailer, was just like a really by the numbers coming of age movie. So, both of you have watched the trailer at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what were your gut reactions to watching the trailer when it dropped? Because I watched it, I didn't watch it when it first dropped. I watched it last night before, to get, get to prepare for the movie, you know. And, uh, whew, something else. Yeah. I had an aneurysm. <laughs> you had an aneurysm? Can you elaborate on that? I, okay. It's just, like, I get the whole, like, body positivity thing, but really, like, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm all for body p- positivity, but, like, honestly, this could have been written in a, like, much better way mm-hmm. and in a much better format. And, just some of the things in the movie just seemed so absurd. Oh, it get watching the movie, it's even more absurd uh-huh. than it looks. Like she, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, screaming is how I felt uh, after for after watching the movie, especially. Uh, just, Catherine, God. what did you think about this great trailer when it first dropped? Okay. First of all, why? Why does this movie exist? It's like, oh no, I'm a conventionally attractive white cis straight woman who happens to be tall. I'm supermodel height. How woe is me? Yeah. By the way, the actress who plays the tall girl is literally a fashion model. Of course, she's literally yeah. a fashion model. She was like, on Dance Moms. Like oh, real? No. My God. And it's, like, she has, like, this, like, shorter, like, black friend who is, like, clearly less oppressed because she's short. Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Great. Unreal. That was unreal, by the way. How they portray. That's how society functions. Yeah, that's the the real struggles of of our society. It's tall girls, gamers, short kings, and everyone else. (laughs) The incel. Her friend that's an incel. Yeah. That guy. (laughs) Oh, man. Just... Netflix posted cringe. They yeah. really posted cringe, and they they're did. they're losing subscribers because of yeah. it. Well, not because of it, but <laughs> I, I guess mean, it better, might as well be. I guess a better question is: Do you think the because there was a controversy around this movie releasing once the trailer dropped? People on Twitter were like, <laughs> "Wait a minute, uh, hold up. We live in the year of our Lord 2019. People are legitimately facing systematic racism and oppression yeah. in in America." And around the world, and you're telling me you're making a movie about a, a a pretty white girl who feels insecure because she's tall. Huh? You yeah, know, I would have dunked her. Okay, <laughs> I can't curse, but like, you, you know, I mean, we could just bleep it out if, if you want to. If I was a tall girl and all these hoes were, I, we don't censor me, that. We don't censor that. If they're all bullying me. I'll dunk their asses. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, 
that, you. That's, that's insane. Like, yeah. in the movie, they, multiple times, they'll, like, cut, like, er, so this is really only early on. They'll have, like, these stock characters who will walk past and be like, hey, how's the weather up there? And, like, Epic. no one has ever said that I in the real dunked, world. Like, no. if I, I, okay, this girl is, like, towering, like, two heads over everyone else. You think she couldn't have just, like, Bop them on yeah. the head, like yeah, yeah. You think you think she could, but no, she doesn't want to be tall. That's the problem. Yeah, and you know, I guess this. So again, body positivity is a great thing. I love body positivity as a fat as the fat guy. You know, sure. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I didn't deal with that much problems. I was the funny fat guy. So you know, I just. At, who isn't a funny fat guy? If you're fat, you're automatically funny. It's true. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, this it had that that huge controversy. What did you yeah. think? Do you think it's valid? Do you think it's deserved? Especially when there are worse films like Sierra Burgess um, that got less Chris. crap. I mean, I think like the thing with Tall Girl, it was like so easy to like meme on it <laughs> because it's like it's yeah. like it looks like an SNL film parody, you know? Yeah, yeah I guess like the- and they like made it into a real movie with like no self awareness. <laughs> this movie is not self-aware no. or it's really self-aware it's like a five-dimensional <laughs> like, meta commentary like, like 5d chess yeah <laughs> yeah it, that is true because like to understand the problems with like sierra burgess you need to have a better understanding of like problems in the world yeah. you need to actually see the film you need there's a lot of depth into what makes yeah that like film the whole so... catfishing and like the constant like homophobia transphobia all that stuff yeah that requires a little more nuance but with yeah. tall girl it's like <laughs> they really made a movie about a tall girl crazy yeah that's insanity yeah but uh the director uh who i'm i'm, I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce her name i'm sure she's lovely uh she was on gray's anatomy i think or who? Uh, yeah, this is like her first major directing credit. Uh, on the controversy of the film, she actually spoke in an interview with Digital Spy about her thoughts. Uh, here's a quote from her, uh, and this, this this is a quote in two parts. Uh, just don't have a knee jerk reaction. Well, is that enough oppression that constitutes a movie? If it's not offending you, let it live. Maybe that story is valuable to someone else. We miss so much by being so quick to jump on board with whatever the critique might be. Are people really just playing the oppression Olympics here, or is Tall Girl really a slap in the face to people who face real adversity? I mean, like, kinda it is, because, like, as a trans woman, it's, like, kind of, like, like, obviously, <laughs> just, like, it's so, like, you don't get it. Like, you're, like... You're a like, generically attractive... Yeah, you're a generic, tra- generically attractive cis-straight white woman. You, you, you're obviously, like, not facing, like, the real issues of this world. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the CEO of transphobia knocking yeah. on your door. Because, like, I get it. Because, like, being tall is, like, some... Like, it's kind of, like, a point of, like, gender dysphoria for a lot of trans women. Mm-hmm. Because, because like, that because that can, like, get people, like, clocked as, like, male sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, she does not have to deal with that. Yeah, she's just, just a girl. Yeah, she's just a tall girl. She's just a tall girl. <laughs> tall girl trademark. Tall girl trademark. <laughs> uh, but... The, I guess was is it interesting to see that this was a film about such like a non-issue, but it was created by a black woman. It was a it was a black woman as a director. Mm. Do you think that we should ex- we we should be fine with these kind of stories, like not being about? Hmm, I don't know how to word this anymore. I mean, is this is it kind of hypocritical? Because eh. it's already such a struggle to get into the industry as a filmmaker when you're a person of color. Yeah. yeah. So is it hypocritical to dunk on them for making the movie they want to make just because it's about a tall girl? I, th- I guess this is a hard question. It kind kind of is. I just like I want to go back to your previous question because like I yeah it's like addressing a problem, but also I feel like it dumbs it down, and it by dumbing it down it offends a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to kind of like of. Like offend the director or whatever, but like, I mean, <sighs> and to be fair, a lot of the problems in this movie are not in direction. It's perfectly fine. It's average. Yeah, but... I mean, like she did what she had to do as a director. So I mean, I I want to know if she feels like conflicted while making this movie, though. So I I don't know. It'd probably be interesting to hear from her. Well, uh, she added in the interview as well after that, uh, the fact that there was all this discussion and no one has seen the movie yet, 
that kind of tells you up front that people haven't given themselves a chance to enjoy before seeing it. <laughs> Slow down and give yourself a chance to enjoy something. <laughs> so obviously, that means someone needed to watch Tall Girl. Yeah. And I, I know like, I feel like Netflix made her say that. Yeah, yeah. you know she's got a contract. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, have either? I know you said that you haven't seen Tall Girl before. And you said I watched, you, like, the first 35 minutes of all it. All right. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch it. You so, don't. Uh, in my notes here, on my outline, I just have three lines of screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to know my thoughts, those were, that's, my baseline thoughts are that. Uh, Catherine, what did you think about the 30 minutes you saw of Tall Girl? It was a film. <laughs> Yeah. That's a high critic that's a high praise. Yeah. I was it impressed. was it was it was a film. That's all that's like all I could say. It was it was a movie. It was an hour and forty two minutes long. It's a film. It has actors it has and characters directors and like writers. I, I think good writers? I don't know. It may have writers. Are they are they good? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or like, is it good? Is it good? That's no. an excellent question. Uh, so judging based on the trailer, were your expectations met? Were they surpassed? I think I got I think I got pretty much what I expected. Just like a kind of like garbage like high school comedy that kind of misses the point of like oppression, you know? <laughs> misses the point. Completely misses yeah. the point. <laughs> It's, like, just completely tone-deaf about, like, the real issues of this world that, like, it focuses on, like, such a non-issue of, like, conventionally attractive tall girl. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Bright was written better than Tall Girl. Yeah, Bright yeah. handled it better. And really, that's... That's, uh, that's like, stupid real low. <laughs> and and talking about, you know, going into the going back to the controversy and addressing... You know, critis- pe- uh, people's criticisms and this film, you know, ignoring actual issues uh, in my predictions. And of course, before seeing the film, I made a list of like 15 or so predictions uh, based on what I know about teen movies. Uh, I was about 80 percent correct, uh, uh, which wasn't bad. You know, I could have had more. Uh, I threw out some real like real like <laughs> out there predictions so i'm not surprised that those weren't correct but one of the things that i I had predicted was ham-fisted political commentary boy you know there was ham-fisted political commentary in the movie uh the in where i'm gonna call him the short king because i don't remember his character name (laughs) the short king who is the childhood friend of tall girl uh he discovers that uh tall guy is the for who is a foreign exchange student from sweden uh, he's living with them uh, because, you know, that they're the host family for him. And the mom literally says, and I, she literally says something along the lines of, in these times, we need to be more accepting of people <laughs> crossing the borders and coming into our country. This is real. <laughs> and, oh. a, and this is with a Swedish foreign exchange student I, in a movie about tall girl oppression. <laughs> I lost my mind. I paused the movie. I walked away. I had to... Like, I cringed at that part. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first 30 minutes. I, yeah. I'm, I'm buffering. I'm literally... Like, my brain is buffering. And and I, I, I quoted this on my Twitter feed, but the, the, the short king responds, and he essentially... And he says, you want to give him the American experience? Send him back. That's also a real line, although paraphrased a little bit. Ooh. That's essentially Oof. what he says. Oof. So oh, wow. missing Big the oof. point. Of course. <laughs> Tall what girl a... misses the point. <laughs> By a lot. Yeah. By a tall margin. By a tall margin. <laughs> no. no. Why? No. Man, put this film six foot one inch and a half under. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. Uh jeez. That okay. But yeah, that that's something that happens in the film, and that's just one of the like really questionable things within it. Uh the rate the relationship dynamics in the film are also uncomfortable to say the least yeah. uh 
Did it make you uncomfortable? Like, I mean, like the the, 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 the incel guy kind of made me uncomfortable. Oh, he's super it's weird. Like, I wanted to date you f- since like childhood, and like I I'm just like gonna keep pursuing you and asking you to date me. Yeah. Like, why is she friends with him? Yeah, he, they introduce uh, Short King. Uh, they introduce him in a scene where he walks in and there's like the in, the the narrator tall girl gives her introduction. He walks in and he gives her a pickup line. That's the first thing he says. And then his uh. conversation with her goes like, why won't you date me? Because I'm short. <laughs> the real oppressed king in this movie. Oh my short god. King. I remember, like, I just watched the trailer, and I remember, like, the first uh, scene with, like, Short King. Short King, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah, he's even more embarrassing. Uh, He carries around a milk crate with him. And they're supposed to, like, depicting him as quirky, but he just comes off as really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He carries a milk crate with him. He has all, he carries his books in a milk crate. And the film's like, I, who knows why he does that? It's a mystery. (laughs) Ooh. We'll get into that. <laughs> oh dear. It's uh. something else to say the least. And what I think is uncomfortable is that there're kind of like two separate love triangles going on in this movie. Yeah. There's a love triangle between tall girl, short king, and tall guy. And then there's a separate love triangle. So this is a love trapezoid <laughs> uh between tall girl, tall guy, and mean girl. Joy. And then uh, there's also Mean Girl's friend who likes Short King, but Short King doesn't reciprocate. That happens. Uh, one of Mean Girl's guy friends, uh, once Tall Girl starts wearing makeup, uh, Mean Girl's guy friend has a, is in love with Tall Girl now for some reason. Just because she started wearing makeup? Just because she started wearing makeup like, pretty much. Doesn't They're, she just wear like lip gloss or something? Pretty much. And then she's like, oh my god, I'm the hottest person <laughs> in the entire world. I have so much co- I'm like, homegirl, mm. you are wearing lip gloss. <laughs> to be fair, I feel much more confident in makeup. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but you need more than lip gloss. Like... Like, I know. I've tried it before. Yeah. You need, you need a little more. But... <sighs> Yeah, that like, and it plays out so weirdly because there's one scene later on, and I'm gonna describe this. I don't, okay? It's past the 30 minute I'm mark. Having an aneurysm right now. <laughs> it's past the 30 minute mark. There's a scene where they're in an escape room. They go to an escape room, oh. and this this is an escape room with tall girl, short king, tall guy, mean girl, mean girl's girlfriend, and mean girl's guy friend. All right. Oh. But the pair, the relationship pairings are short king and mean girl's girlfriend. Tall girl and mean girl's guy friend, and then mean girl and tall guy. Those are the relationship pairings. Are you following this? This is a math problem. Yeah. Get your notebooks out, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Get your notebooks out. This is hard to follow. I know. Uh, they go to an escape room, and they stop in a room that's, like, you know, secure. It's closed off. And they, they sit down, and they all individually, like, kiss their romantic partners. But it cuts between, like tall girl short king and tall guy like looking at the person that they're actually interested in in their separate love triangle uh, uh, <laughs> and it like flash cuts and there's pop music playing and I wish I wish I could describe that better but that just gave me a pretty accurate oh. Yeah, and then the scene ends with tall girl being like, "I can't do this," and then she tries to leave the escape room, but you can't leave the escape room without solving it, so it's really awkward. And then the scene ends. So yeah, how about those relationship dynamics? How do you think they're presented? Do you think they're good? In a- like, here's the thing. I'm a fan of Metal Gear Solid. I'm a fan of Kingdom Hearts. Those make sense to me. No- nothing about this makes sense. <laughs> nothing about it makes sense. It's just judging by my description, Shweta. I can't, like, while you were talking to me, I could see it in my mind, and I, like, there's a little bit of bile in my mouth right now. It is. It's really odd and uncomfortable. This is, like, like, even sixth grade me wouldn't write something like this. Yeah, and uh, let's just say later on, towards the end of the film, uh, Short King, uh, because Short King is a childhood friend, uh, Short King... (laughs) 
This is after like a big fight with everyone and tall girl essentially like ruins her own life by being like really unaware of her her situation and being really mean to the people who are actually nice to her. She ruins her own life. She doesn't deserve her character arc, but that's a separate, separate rant. Uh, (laughs) Later on in the film, Short King goes into, you know, he's led into the house. He's a childhood friend. He goes into her room while she's sleeping. He leaves a present on the dresser and he goes to brush her hair while she's asleep. (laughs) And of course, you know, he gets like slapped in the face for it. You know, he gets like pushed back and then they have a conversation. And like they have a normal conversation after that, apparently. Because that's, you know, as. Okay, if someone touches my hair, like even when I'm awake, they're dead. Like, Why did they think if, this was okay? If I woke up to someone like stroking my hair, I would like I would lose my shit. It is what an incel. Yeah, an actual <sighs> incel, real life incel. Which oh man, I don't want to go How off did, on a tangent. Yeah, it's like. The insult compared to, like, the Chad Swedish guy. The Chad (laughs) Swedish. Please tell me his name is not really Chad. No, his name is, like, Skag or something. But we're just calling him Chad because he is the Chad. Tall tall guy. Uh, Because these characters are boiled down to their characteristics and not actual characters. Yeah, their their height is their only defining personality trait. (laughs) It's true. It's true, though. Which brings me to the question, like, is there not any, like, relatively tall guys in like this film world, not not really. Because no. okay, like most every, most of the guys I know are like above six feet. Exactly. Yeah. Which I was like, I was like, how has she not like seen anyone what, over six foot? What it's of, like they purposefully cast manless to make her look <laughs> look taller yeah, like than in, she actually is. In the opening scene that they include in the trailer, <laughs> where the guys like he they're reading the same book, and he's like, hey, you want to go out to? And she stands up, and it plays this like menacing sounds thing. Yeah. And he, like, she's like a foot taller than him. They legit they actually casted just a manlet for that. Yeah. Or they digitally edited it, <laughs> which I think would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I know a lot, like, almost half the men on my dad's side are, like, over six foot. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm very confused. Yeah, same, same with my family. My fam, every other, everyone else, every guy in my family yeah. except for me is tall, you know? It's, yeah. And I don't, I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> it doesn't at all concern me. But, and, the, you know, that happens at the end of the movie. And her gift, is, and the short king's gift to her is a pair of heels that he got from a drag queen shop. Because she wears size 13 men's Nikes. Yikes. Uh, you know what they say about women with big feet? Big, big shoes. Yeah. yeah. They'll kick you. <laughs> big shoes? Uh, so, yeah, I guess, I guess because, you know, we've talked about some of the parts, or at least I've discussed, I've explained some of the parts, and you've both had, like, really visceral reactions. So let's get to that ending. Uh, so earlier on in the film, there's a montage sequence where beauty pageant mom and beauty pageant sister take tall girl to get beauty. Uh, what, and they pick out an need? outfit. They picked out an outfit for her that, that she felt confident in. Yeah. And like they hide the outfit. They want it to be a surprise at the end of the movie uh, where she comes in a pantsuit. Uh, she's dressed very masculine. And I was like, okay, right. okay. We're getting, are we, is, is she going to get with her, with her black friend? Is this yeah. going to happen? I was like, that's, that's. Please, yeah. please. Uh, please. Say gay rights. Yeah. And she goes up on stage and this is an undeserved character turn. Uh, she goes up on stage and she gives like a minute long monologue about how she's proud of being tall now. <laughs> Uh, and this, she, 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 this is at homecoming. Uh, this is after tall guy and mean girl are voted homecoming king and queen. Uh, Why is she going up and giving a speech? Because she wanted to, and everyone clapped afterwards. Wow! <laughs> all the out people of sympathy who, or out yeah. of inspiration? Out of people, all the people who bullied her clapped <laughs> afterwards. This is real. Uh, and then she just leaves. <laughs> And tall guy like chases after her, and he's like, "I don't, I want to be with you. I broke up with the mean girl. Join me." And she's like, "Nah, fam." And she leaves. And then it cuts to Short King's house. 
<gasps> does this will does this movie get any worse? <laughs> well, we're at the ending, so uh, now to be fair, this is set up a little bit in an earlier scene where Short King, uh, sh- where sh- she gets a video, Tall Girl gets a video of from the party where there was a big fight and everyone got angry. Uh, and where tall guy is talking like, yeah, I I stood her up, of course, duh, gotta gotta be mean to this tall girl for no reason, haha, <laughs> fam, high five, uh, <laughs> and when he says that, short king comes in with his milk crate swinging, he tries to hit tall guy with his milk crate, <laughs> what, uh, and then he gets into a fist fight with a uh, mean girl's guy friend. <laughs> who is in love with Tall Girl, as we remember, mm. uh, by, in the love trapezoid. <laughs> More like a love what the heck Love dodecahedron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's set up where he's like, because he has a black eye. He defended her honor. You know, short king. <laughs> yeah, what a true white knight. Chivalry <laughs> An actual white knight. Milady. <laughs> Fedora Tipper IRL. Uh, the end of the movie, it cuts to tall girl going to short king's house and they have a conversation just and, a conversation well they have a conversation and, and he brushes her hair no and the, you know it's like a very there's obviously they're gonna obviously they're gonna get together at that point you know it's gonna happen and this oh, is no. the dumbest thing i think i've ever seen in a movie but it also like i died laughing <laughs> she asked him like this is like before they're kind of foot foot seeing around the whole like do we want to get together thing in this conversation, and she asks him you know casually like why do you carry that milk crate with you, and Short King's like because I knew this moment was coming, and he puts the milk crate on the ground and he uses it as a step stool <laughs> to be at eye level with the tall girl. No, and they kiss. No, and then the camera pans oh. up. And the movie ends. No. No. This is a bad ending. No. No. So. No. No. Oof. 100% no. No. What do you think about that ending, guy? I don't like it. No. No. But why a milk? Like, Why a milk crate? Like, because he has to <laughs> he has to be at eye level with this tall girl GF. That is literally the worst piece of symbolism I have ever. And he carries it with him the whole movie. You see it with him the whole movie, and they're like, I don't know what this wonderful is for. What foreshadowing. Is this for? Great foreshadowing. <laughs> My... He knows how to use the writer knows how to use his storytelling tools. It's Chekhov's milk crate. <laughs> <laughs> Such a train wreck. <laughs> but yeah. Whew. My 12th grade AP Lang teacher is probably crying. <laughs> Language is dead. Film scripts are dead. Film is dead. English is dead. Thanks to big data. Thanks. <laughs> so, Thank you, Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so going back to Netflix and their obsession with big data, now that we've discussed Tall Girl, and I've painted you a picture of some of the best moments. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whether to thank you or to just cry. Now you don't have to watch it. Uh, do you think any of that led in? Do you think any of their obsession with big data led into the creation of Tall Girl? Oh, one, it definitely. It, it's like su- it's like such a corporate product that like there's no way that like any like harder compassion went into that. One hundred percent. You're you're still like dumbstruck by the milk crate I'm thing. So- I'm just dumbstruck by like everything. <laughs> I've been like double whammied. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I've seen those tweets where they're like, "Yeah, I just made a bot watch like a hundred hours of like a chick, like a chick flick movie, and like I wrote a script." Like that is literally what is happening. Like, I mean, usually with movies, like you see that like the writer is trying to make a change or like make an impact on um on people. Like, whether it be as crappy as a move, movie as Sierra Burgess. Yeah. You know? And Which this is, is not on Sierra Burgess. Sierra Burgess yeah. had a lot more. This is just mediocre. Yeah. With a lot of really, like, questionable int- writing choices. Really bad it, writing choices. Yeah. Let's not even say questionable. This it's is like, terrible. Yeah, there's, like, no empathy. Like, ri- like the characters are so shallow and just... I, I yeah. yeah, it's... It is something else. For sure. Uh, so... Uh, I gotta ask, 
what sort of absurd tall girly and ideas do you want to see netflix fund next what is your suit again what movie do you fund what is your pet project oh no <laughs> No. For me, Gamer. it's time to make the sequel to Tall Girl <laughs> about short kings. Yes. As said by Jack Gillespie. Yes. yes. Love and Bite member. Yeah. It's time for a movie Game. about short kings. Yes. And gamers. Yeah, gamers. Although, Have them come out of the gamer. Although Short King did was a gamer. <laughs> he had the oh, VR headset on. He, it cut. Oh, man. Now I got to explain this. But this is going to be very short. Uh, tall Guy asked Tall Girl out to see musicals with him at Short King's house. Uh, and Short King answers the door, and he has a VR headset, and like what? he ha- he both has like a mic, and he has a VR headset on, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm talking with my battle royale partner <laughs> in Okinawa." Beautiful, true gamer. He's a real gamer. <laughs> yes, he's out there earning those V bucks, <laughs> and he got the victory royale, dude. Beautiful. He got it. Yes. Oh, man. So, Maybe just going to begin with them in, like, full Joker makeup and saying that we live in a society. Actually, Joker 20, 2019 is about short kings, isn't it? Now that yeah. It's about incels. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Netflix? Netflix. I'm going to be real with you. Don't. Just don't. It's very easy. All right, so... Any any final thoughts about anything we talked about today? Movies are dead. Movies are dead. What is the movie industry now? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? There is it's, it? It's the robot revolution. Yeah. We all thought the robot revolution was gonna start like in the army and like whatnot, but no, it's starting in the movie industry. Yeah, it's true. I mean, have you seen yeah. some of those AIs that create art, like yeah. those neural networks that create like actual artwork? That's insanity. And now they're creating films like Tall Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Wolfson is a robot. <laughs> We're liberals are getting replaced by robots. <laughs> We're all this, getting replaced. Yeah. Fun fact, I'm a robot. Yeah. I've we been a robot. All, <laughs> we are all robot. Yeah. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. It's like a Battlestar Galactica, is that what that is? Is that that's that's a show about with the cycloids, right? Cyclo the I couldn't tell. Reploids. You. I don't I've oh, never no. seen I don't know, it sounds I've correct. never seen TV shows before. <laughs> I've only seen Tall Girl. Well, uh, so I guess that'll conclude this episode, which I think even though it was quite a, not not necessarily a discussion, but we had a good time yeah. laughing about Tall Girl for oh, a little yeah. bit. Uh, this has been uh, an uh, input to about Tall Girl. Uh, if you like this episode, feel free to follow us on social media at, uh, at ByteBSU on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, any of the social media platforms and on YouTube. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, of course. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Mm-hmm. You know, do all those cool things. Uh, check back and you can check out our other podcasts. Check out our other content on ByteBSU.com. Uh, I have been your host, Tanner Kinney, and I've had today Catherine Simone and Shweta Sundarajan. Thank you all for listening and check back next week for another episode of Input 2.